swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Hey there. Today, we're going to continue kind of our micromanagement of the schedule. We're going to key in on streaming suggestions, highlighting a couple hot streaks, as always, on some of the storylines across the NHL that are affecting fantasy hockey. Turn my heater off. Storylines. Spencer Knight got his first game. One goal allowed on 34 shots. There were some people out there that had uh, some brass balls streaming this kid in, you know, just streaming somebody in their NHL debut during fantasy hockey playoffs. That's that's bold. What do you guys think? Is is this something that is going to continue? Are we going to see Knight some more this year or is this just, you know, just getting a lick? I did drop Drake. I know that. Yeah, he hasn't started. I think it's in like four starts now. Something like that. I know. I definitely wouldn't risk it. I, I think it's just a game to give him a taste. But uh, I think if he did do it, I think it's, it, was a, it was a pretty good stream. I mean, Florida's fucking dope, but I don't think it's he's going to hang around and play too much. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we'll see Drieger again. That's that's the way I'm leaning. Ukupekalukanen is going to get his first NHL start tomorrow. Now we've been we've been following this kid since he got drafted. Uh, kind of the heir apparent in Buffalo. Yada yada yada. Uh, it's it's not the same quality of team as you would say Florida is. But uh, what do you guys think? I mean, would you would you stream him in during fantasy hockey playoffs against Boston? Against Boston? <laughs> Jesus. No, I actually thought about picking up Spencer Knight yesterday. Damn, that is that is right up your alley. Those brass balls. But uh, yeah, this one doesn't do it for me. Not against Boston. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust even Olmark against Boston. Like somebody you know established. Toronto is having some goaltending woes of their own. One, three, and two in their last ten. They're on a five-game losing streak. Two of them went to OT, so they got some points there. But Campbell got pulled versus Winnipeg. He had an eight-three-seven in his last four starts. They were against Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg, and Vancouver. And then Riddich, he finished that game the Winnipeg game that uh, that Campbell got pulled. He got a 941 with 16 saves on 17 shots. And then he lost in OT to his old team, Calgary, with an 893, and then lost to Vancouver last night with an 821. What are we thinking? Are, like, are we feeling anything different about these Toronto goalies? Like, this is this is a bad time to, to kind of shit the bed well, here. you had to know that that Jack Campbell bullshit wasn't going to last. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to win outright the rest of the season, but... This is quite the opposite side of the coin here. There was a really good, really good interview with our favorite goalie analyst Kevin Woodley today, uh, talking about the Toronto guys um, on, on Sportsnet on uh, Hockey Central, and he was Woodley was actually talking about how even during Campbell's ten game win streak, he was playing below expected, like he was below expected saves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I noticed um, his his PK save percentage, and was, he was getting getting wins because wild. it was Toronto, but. Even so, he wasn't technically playing that well, and it was 
surprisingly, it was actually Toronto's defense that was that was doing well, not not the goaltending. So it was interesting mm-hmm. to hear him break that down with some. Uh, but I mean, it's what we'd expect, right? And like Riddich is kind of a piece of shit, and Campbell's good, but he was not a. He's not going to win you ten in a row every every ten. I don't know if I'll go. So but far I think to he's he's going to be shit, okay. But <laughs> it's Toronto. It's Toronto. So I'm. I'm gonna say piece of shit. He's he's more like he's he's decent. He's a decent goalie, but the tra- the team seems and like they freaked saves. out. I think they really want Freddie back. Nick Foligno should be making his debut tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, there are a few key pieces lost to injury, so you know if if that's an excuse you're you're reaching for as a Toronto fan or something like Zach Bogosian's out now. Zach Hyman's out. Uh, Nylander was gone, and uh, I think Mishyev missed the game. But uh, yeah. So I do think Toronto's goaltending situation is going to it's going to figure itself out easy enough. New Jersey Pittsburgh, did you guys catch any of this one? They were up 6 zip going into the third period and then the game finished 7 to 6. I think there was like five unanswered goals in the third period. Tristan Jari just collapsed. Um and that's that's my biggest problem with with categories leagues is, you know, we found that a shitty start on Monday can just tank you for for the entire week. It's it's one thing that I like about points leagues is it'll stunt you but it won't completely knock you out of the race for, for those categories or something. But, you know, that's that's another conversation for another time. But what do you guys think? Did you did you catch any of this game? Wild. No, my phone was blowing up. That's for sure with goals there. Igor had a good game. Some kind of uh, some kind of record is the only what was the stat they came up with. The only time a team's ever scored five goals in the third and not one. The only time in the history of the NHL. It was a really really big stretch for like a you know first time in history kind of yeah thing. yeah you know but yeah crazy crazy great game for fantasy as long as you're not i don't know if zach wants to spend a few minutes talking about pittsburgh's goaltending but no. well i trusted jari more than i trusted casey to smith they would have lost they would have lost the game seven to six <laughs> fair enough so let's talk about some some notable hot streaks and this is going to be kind of in tandem with some weird schedule changes like the the nhl moved a bunch of things around um now minnesota only has three games next week colorado i think uh where where are they at now where am i looking no they still got four but but things just got really lopsided like they moved a bunch of games that are outside this this may 8th for yahoo where they're they're only tracking games until the 8th so I think we lost like three or four games. Let's see, one, two, three, four. We lost to Minnesota, St. Louis, Vegas, San Jose, L.A., Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis. So all of those games are May 12th or later. And even Colorado at Vegas is May 10th. So there's a bunch of games just kind of shuffling around. Next week, we're going to see Minnesota play three times. And they were one of those teams that were four games the rest of the way. Vegas, same deal. They have They only have three games next week, and they were far and away the best team as far as scheduling goes by by the spreadsheet we put out uh but it's just getting tossed around so much the schedule that i i don't know if it's worth it to over prep going into the playoffs like you have to be able to take it on the seat of your pants a little bit with this year just as weird as it's been because you know colorado had a little scare here miko ranton in um you know in and out of of covid anyway the the hot streaks that i wanted to talk about there's a bunch on minnesota that that it seems like it's almost not worth talking about because Minnesota doesn't play till what Wednesday and they got three games. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's one of those things that why even bring it up? Cause one's a Saturday and one's a Thursday game. 
two heavy nights. Yeah. Well, uh, I like picking up Minnesota players for this week still. Like, if you were able to get in on something today, they play St. Louis three times, including while we're recording this, and then again on uh, Friday, Saturday. So you could have gotten three games in four days. So how about Nick Benino, who is going two points per game over his last four? I'm seeing him getting picked up quite a lot, quite a lot. 32-point pace on the year on a, what, 164-point pace in his last four games. What do you think? Like We're grasping at straws here in the playoffs. Are you, are you tying yourself down to a hot streak from Nick Benino? I did for tonight. Yeah, he's playing a lot. Up to, like, he's playing 17, 17, 19 minutes recently, and he's been putting out. I picked him up for tonight, and just because of the, the, the upcoming games against the bad teams, but I don't plan on, you know, I don't plan on the current pace continuing. I reached for him, and in the same the same league, I took a swing and grabbed Dumba, too, which he was, he was there. May or may so. not pan out. Yeah. I'm I'm struggling in that league, so I was just maximizing games as much as possible at this point. Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Johansson, also two of the guys that are that are streaking hot at this point. I want to talk to you guys about the the Florida, the hot players in Florida, Anthony Duclair, Sam Bennett, and Nikita Gusev. And I'm wondering, you know, I put I put my my cards down, I put my chips where they are, and then after that, Sam Bennett scored two goals. They they put him on the top power play. I think it was just as a result, like they were trying to get him a hat trick. He's not, you know, top power play material or any of that. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, my God, Sam Bennett, top power play. None of that. <laughs> but uh, I think they were just trying to get him as Hattie. Um, I'm wondering, where, where do you guys rank these guys? Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, and Nikita Gusev. That sounds like a pretty good order. Duclair, number one for me. You like Duclair, number one? I like Duclair, number one. Oh. Just Sam because Bennett's I like got, him uh, better than I like Sam Bennett in general. Bennett's got power play, too, now. I'm, I'm not seeing Duclair on any power play unit. So it seems like their roles have flipped a little bit. Does that change your answer at all? What do you, what are you picking up Bennett for hits and the what five points in five games with Florida? now? I think that Duclair is a better goal scorer than, than it is. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of the Florida games just to get a taste of, of Sam Bennett, like where I'm, where my money is with my mouth. I don't know where I was headed with that illusion or idiom (laughs) or whatever, but uh, yeah. Where are you with your mouth? (laughs) I have no idea. Um, there's a lot of like really dirty goals. He's just cleaning up in front. That's what he a lot does. Of, like, a... Lucky bounces. Yeah, that's his that's his role. That second line is is damn good right now. It's seven seven points in four games, and he's at, he's got twenty hits in those four games. So he's five hits a game since getting to Florida. <laughs> so I'm Duclair's on something like a six game point streak or a seven game point streak. Where is it? Yeah, so seven game point streak where he has ten points. Ten points. So Zach, I mean, you're not wrong, man. Duclair has been up there, but I think Sam Bennett, he's he's giving him a run for his money. I'll I'll tell you that. But Duclair and Sam Bennett, I think we're all in agreement we would rather have than Gusev at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, not telling of what happens in the future, but it seems easy enough. Let's talk about some random fucking Pittsburgh defensemen, Brian Dumlin and Mike Matheson, kind of yes. on a tear right now. And it's it's Yes. It is uncharacteristic of both of these guys, if I do say so myself. But what the fuck? Like, <laughs> especially Matheson, like you've been bringing him up for a while. And what, what's he up to? He's got like, he's, he's got not, a fair not, amount of points recently. Yeah, not crazy. He's got four points in his last seven. Um, four points in his last five. Yeah, yeah. You could. That's a better way to say it. And then uh, 
six points in his last eight, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, points. he doesn't get crazy peripherals, but he's he's there, he's available, and he's 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 doing he's doing points. He's getting a lot of points. Dumoulin's a little bit more thorough in terms of he's over a block a game, uh, about a hit a game, but uh, Matheson's getting more a lot more shots. So. Okay, and and who do they play next week compared to who do they who they played just this past week? Yeah, they well, they got Boston, Washington, Washington next week. So things are probably not going to stay the same. You know, it was worth bringing up these Florida guys. Like if they're still available, they got a Monday, Tuesday worth plucking next week uh, against Nashville, and then two Chicago games. So another four game week for for Florida. For me, it's it's Bennett at the top, Duclair really close behind, and Gusev, get your shit together because you should be, I mean, your top line po- top power play. This guy should be at the top right now. Playing playing with Barky. Yeah, this guy should be at the top. He still sucks, though. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he's got the well, deployment. He's, yeah, he's not. He just isn't very good. He's not uh, helping his case whatsoever. But um, I think Carter Verhage is pretty close to coming back. Patrick Hornquist is getting some rest. So things are a little in flux with power play units and things like that, which is weird because I, I don't recall him being hurt. So he's used to a Pittsburgh schedule, though, which means you get some time off. And do you recall him being old? However, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I'm I personally hung on to to Hornquist. Hopefully, it was just a one game rest. Hopefully, that's something that changes pretty quickly. Yeah, man, you're you're not wrong about Bennett. I'm just looking at his. He's 38% rostered, so still widely available. Uh, he was like 2% rostered or something like that when we started talking about him. Uh, four games, 20 hits, nine shots on goal, 17 penalty minutes, and seven points. So he he's doing everything. He's even taking a bunch of faceoffs too. Uh, so he's he's touching all categories. Has not gotten on the power play score sheet yet, but him Duclair with eight points in his last five, 12 shots six hits too good is still banging plenty of florida players to get in on here and then let me scroll all the way down here to find gusev uh line one power play one nine percent he's got two points in his last four he's shooting but um you know if, if you're in a points league and are stretching for somebody gusev is is definitely worth a shot here all right let's let's do the injuries and then we'll get into the week end preview here so jacob truba is day-to-day he got kind of smashed in the boards had just got absolutely bambied. Carey Price out with a concussion, expected to miss a week. I'm curious, are you guys interested in Jake Allen, somebody that we were kind of already pumping his tires a little bit? Hasn't been too stellar, but while Carey Price was out before he was back for one game, we assumed he was going to get lion's share, and it looks like it's back to that for a week. Jake Allen, what are your reactions, Zach? I like Jake Allen. Uh, the game that he was playing in tonight, they're playing against Montreal. Uh, so Edmonton. I didn't pick him up then. Yeah, but I could possibly be interested in one of these Calgary games for sure. Now the next question is, who gets that other game? What you're thinking? It's Caden Primo. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would be tight, just to see, you know. Um, I I am They're one that doesn't over hate Jake Allen. Now he hasn't played incredibly well as of late. So there is that going for yeah, him. sub 900 but really, in his last next seven. week isn't that horrible of a schedule either. Uh, he's, you know, going to play probably two out of these four games next week. Uh, you have Calgary, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Ottawa, you know, really spreading it around there. But, I mean, there is another back-to-back coming up. So, I mean, 
Caden Primo might get another one too. Yeah, I would imagine it's the Ottawa game. Maybe yeah. you would have to think so. <laughs> yeah. So that's it's, I, I mean that's hard hard cheese for Allen there. I I think they're going to ride Allen. I mean Montreal's should be in the clear, but they do need to get a couple of wins right now. They really do. Like it's a, still a long shot, but they need to get some points. I don't know if I'd be trusting the rookie maybe against Ottawa, but you know what? Ottawa can score too, right? Like they Yeah. Surprise. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. They just they just <laughs> Nothing don't to give lose. A fuck. Nothing to lose. All right, uh, Connor Garland is out with knee complications. Zach uh, Bogosian out. He's going to miss some time following Tuesday's game against Vancouver. Dylan Larkin day-to-day. Patrick Hornquist, like we were saying earlier, is just resting. P.K. Subban, Miko Rantanen on the COVID list. Rantanen is not going to join the team to start their road trip because of, the, I guess, they're like contact tracing or something. He was a false positive, I think. So they're they're just working that out. They don't want to get him exposed to anybody. They're, they they got to figure out where it came from. Mackenzie Weger is going to make his return on Thursday. Ellie Tolvanen, boys, he is back. He has scored already. Had a goal yeah. tonight. Yes, he did. Nashville power play went 0 for 19 while Tolvanen was out. So Tolvanen, very much the heart and soul of that power play. He is writing his next contract right now, man. About to be <laughs> my freaking keeper next year. Jesus. Yeah, Danny Lambert is, is taking care of him. Uh, Adam Boquist returns. RNH returned. He is playing second line with Dreisaitl. Your boy, Josh Archibald, is sitting pretty next to Connor McDavid. So that's going to be good for your hits league. Your grossly disproportionate, yeah. weird setup league where Josh Archibald is a top 25 player or whatever. But He's basic, good for you. Good for you. McDavid, yep. yep. <laughs> uh, Matt Grizzlick has made his return too. He got power play one. Mike Riley, is this a unanimous drop here? Done with you, Mike later yeah mikey rye can go uh nick ritchie is back on power play one they've been flip-flopping back and forth i think hall got like one game and so far ritchie has gotten more so let's see how that goes taylor hall is still pretty viable at even strength and things like that all right meat and potatoes of this episode we're gonna go for this episode will drop on thursday hopefully you have same day ads but if not all these teams are friday sunday teams too because those are the off nights boston they see buffalo twice Thursday, Friday, and then Pittsburgh on Sunday for points. Who are you guys looking at? We're going to go points, hits, blocks. Who do you like for points in Boston? I think we're I think we're going to be unanimous here. I sure hope so. It's fifty percent now, Zach. It's Smith and Krejci. It's the yeah. Just for, we can copy and paste from the last four episodes. These guys have been on a hot streak for. <laughs> oh, it's not my yeah. fault. They keep on going. They keep on yeah, being man. viable. And they keep it's on just, having decent schedules. You know, the show writes itself. <laughs> Whenever we get to Boston, just we can just start pulling. You know, we'll we'll splice in how the ownership has went up a little bit, but otherwise it's it's essentially the same. Mike Riley can be somebody that you can move on from. Uh I think where's Grizzlick here? Grizzlick is thirty three percent owned. That's interesting because I'd like a piece of that. He's always been pretty successful <laughs> at that top power play. But yeah, guys like, you know, David Krejci, tried and true, five points through his last eight. Craig Smith, 10 points through his last eight at 50%. So one out of every two leagues, he's available. Nick Ritchie is power play one. He's got 15 hits through his last eight, 18 penalty minutes, but no points, which also means that he has no points on the power play. Uh, but neither does Taylor Hall, who's got three points through five games. So Philadelphia, 
New York Rangers twice and New Jersey Devils. Or sorry, I guess uh, Boston. We still got to go for hits and for blocks. Who do you like there? I think it's uh, your boy Jeremy Lozon, right? I like my my little rookie there, Jeremy Lozon. He's not little. He's is he a rookie? But is he? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I got him in. Uh, I got him in a couple dynasty leagues. <laughs> He's, uh, uh, maybe he's just uh, rookie eligible. Yeah, he looks like he's about twelve years old, but um, huh? but yeah, he's been hitting and blocking a lot. He's back from an injury, so he's coming off a good rest. It's technically his rookie season, but he's played uh, about forty games. Bunch and, of cups of coffee, but uh, yeah, I like him. Mike Riley shoots a fuck ton, but I, I think a lot of his you know minutes are going to dissolve without that power play. Uh, Jake DeBrusque shoots a lot too. If you're chasing shots, it's not like a super ton of shots. It's it's under three a game. But uh, yeah, Nick Ritchie hits, blocks. Who who blocks the most here? It's Jeremy Lozon. So if you're in a stretch for peripherals, that's your guy. And Kevin Miller, he's day to day right now, but he's typically pretty good at at bringing the bangs. Uh, Philadelphia. So they got the Rangers twice. Last time we saw the Rangers, they blew us the fuck up. So I'm curious. Should we be talking drops or should we be talking ads here in Philadelphia? Zach, I mean, you're close to the situation. What do you think? I'm close to the situation because I love your the heart. Flyers. Yes. But, man, they sure we suck, shit dude. bed. We suck. Sure did shit the bed. I have been, you know, being in playoff mode, there are people out there like, should I drop Konechny? And usually my next question would be like, okay, who are you adding? But it's... It's a lot easier than I thought. He's got three points in seven games, 16 shots, so not for lack of trying, but man, none of these guys are producing. None. The points leader over the last seven games is Joel Farabee with four points. You know what? He was going to be my uh, my point pickup here. Um, mm. As far as hits and blocks go, that's a Travis Sandheim answer for me. Um, mm. At least he's, you know, he's going to be throwing on hits and blocks each game. Uh, you have a possibility of points, um, but he is definitely my perif guy for uh, yeah. um, for the Flyers. On top of the fact that a lot of times, either him or you know a Philip Myers or something like that, if there is something that needs to be done as far as you know penalty minutes and fighting and all that sort of physical stuff, those two are the two to do it. Yeah, the guys that I mean, I wish I could say Robert Haig like. Body bag, Bobby Hag, but he is like one of the guys that gets he gets scratched. It's yeah. it's like him, Myers, or Moran. Like somebody gets scratched, and you know if I go on record saying it's going to be Hag, he's going to get scratched all the games. So I, I really can't do that. But if Hag is playing, he is he's a he's a body. Like he's a big body. He likes to hit. That's what he does. Uh, Scott Lawton hits a bit. Zach, one of our prospects, Wade Allison. Mine he's, two power he's play up on two. the second friggin' line. Second line and second power play. He's got a goal in three games played, seven shots, eight hits. I would think he, he's an interesting ad. He's an interesting ad, but there's so much on like out of balance here because it's the playoffs and what does AV do? AV's been chewing these lines up like crazy, trying to find something that works here in you know the eleventh hour, but do you think Wade Allison sticks with the team? I hope not. you think not. they burn his ELC? I hope not. Yeah. Burn his ELC for what? To gain what? Yeah. yeah I don't Crush know. Crush his experience, I guess. That would make no sense. 
sorry, I want the kid to play. Don't get me wrong, but I want the kid to play for eight or nine games and then back to the AHL with you, friend. I'll see you yeah, next he, year. I would be interested in picking him up only if I have same day ads and if it's been confirmed. Like usually skates are like at 10 a.m. And that's when you find out if a kid's in a lineup or something like that on the East Coast. So if Wade Allison is in the lineup and he's online too, you can you can pretty much make a speculative ad if you're feeling froggy, but it's like it's such a deep cut. It's so risky because he could just get sent down at any point. You know what I mean? Like there are guys that are hurt. Like Tanner Lazinski is somebody, but apparently he's having in, um, some injury issues as well. But they, they really don't have anybody else. There's, there's guys that are getting scratched and Wade Allison is the next guy in. So what do you do? I guess he's kind of taking the place for Michael Roffel, who we traded away, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Same day ads. I would feel a lot more comfortable with him. Uh, so points, are you still leaning like Farabee, Zach? Yeah. For me, yes. Yeah. 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 Farabee or maybe... Where's he at? He's uh, 43. 43, and Voracek's actually at 42, which he's oddly been getting goals instead of assists. That's how fucked up things are in Philly. <laughs> he's scoring goals. Um, but no one on the team in the last two weeks, last seven games, there's like every, everyone's got like two points, three points. The whole team. Yeah, it's only Farabee really, and JVR with four. Really bleak all across the board there. I mean, Gostas Bear. You're banking on somebody turning it around, is what you're banking on, because the trend is not fun to look at, unfortunately. Yeah. Tough, tough gamble, but things, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel is is part of fantasy hockey playoffs, and there there could be some gold in these hills, but I just don't see it. Is there any cream in this filling, Zach? Oh, horrible. I've said my piece. <laughs> uh, yeah. Buffalo. They're playing Boston twice and the Rangers once. Rog, you picked up Risto today. That is uh that would be my marquee That's pickup. Interesting move. Yeah, specifically because there there's gonna be blocking and fighting going on. I'm, I'm gonna hoping. be lots of uh lots of shots to block. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of scoring, but yeah, he he was my my pickup I did make. We talked quite a bit about Buffalo last episode, which still I feel weird about. But yeah, I mean, I, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, they have lots of guys. Sam Reinhardt, six points. Yeah. After, like, I'm looking at the, the Buffalo lineup now, just after listening, looking at uh, Philly's lineup, and there's people with points on this team. Um, you know, I'm not even not even just saying that to be a dick, but like Reinhardt's got six, Tage Thompson with four goals in his last eight. Uh, that's, middle that's more stat, than anybody on goals. the Flyers brought up Tage Thompson's name as I many know. times as we actually have. Yeah, that says something. None you of know which are actually truly middle right? endorsing him, but you know, you know who's good is Dylan Cousins. No. I didn't he's know so. that. Uh, he's he's pretty good. What's he? He's got uh, two, four, five points in really seven bad games at faceoffs coming up. Yeah, really bad and, at faceoffs. Twenty five percent. What is that? Profile pictures. Uh, that is that's a gooder. But uh, now he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of points right now. So he could try try that out. Yeah, I think Reinhardt. Uh, Olafson is going to, is going to fill you up on shots. He's got a lot of points lately. Uh, the power play to me against Boston, that's where you're going to have to get your work done. And like we said, Risto up to 60% now he is, 
He's filling categories big time. 36 hits in his last eight games, 18 blocks to go with it. Um, he's leading the team in hits and in blocks. Only seven shots, but uh, can't get too greedy. Sunday streamers. So we're going to just just talk about just Sunday, guys. So there are four games on Sunday. New York versus Buffalo. We've talked about a lot of Buffalo guys already. And I think that carries over from New York. Who do you guys like? Is it pretty much just Colin Blackwell season at this point? I mean, he's the one that's in that top six, and that's what I'm interested in, especially for points. Yeah, seven points in his last eight, still doing it. Uh, he's got two games against the uh, the Flyers, and then he goes up against Buffalo. Like that's that's not a bad rest of week schedule either. Um, dual eligible, fifteen percent. How how is he getting all these points? That's great. Yeah, outside of that, there's not much in the way of availability. Uh, they've been scoring so much. I think everybody's pretty aware of the Ranger guys now. Yeah. Uh, Boston and Pittsburgh. We talked about Boston. Let's talk about Pittsburgh here. Um, you know, just cue Jared McCann into our veins. Jeff Carter with a goal the other night. What do you guys think? Is he somebody that uh, should be viable here? Try eligible. Yeah. And then 23%. And then quickly dropped after that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't think so? They got the New Jersey games. The only problem I had, I think I mentioned it before, is they only play heavy nights, which is unfortunate. Uh, but with being tri-eligible, you can probably fit him in. I, I wasn't able to, but he's still doing well, his Well, just for Sunday. Shots. Just for Sunday here. Just for Sunday, sure, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he New plays Jersey, over Philly. the weekend. They have back-to-back on, on Saturday, Sunday. But, I mean, their their schedule really isn't all that next week. You know, as as you said, they have Boston at home and then two aways against Washington. They only have three oh, games. Okay, so it's just for Sunday. I see what you're saying now with immediately drop yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. And like we said, Mike Matheson is, is doing stuff and uh, Brian Dumlin. These are guys worth keying in on. Anybody from New Jersey who's going to be playing Philly? I mean, the, the guys that we've been talking about, like that whole first line has been pretty much carrying the team. Um, Yanni Kokonen and Jack Hughes and who's the other guy? Igor Sharangovich. Sharangovich. Mm-hmm. All Sharanger. scoring lots of points. Yeah. They're kind of in the same boat with the plan on the heavy nights, unfortunately. But I I For picked up Sharangovich uh, myself. I um, I kind of like the way. I don't know why, but he's. Uh, I like the way it looks. That's a great he's, reason. He's played 20 minutes. That's a great reason. <laughs> the last sunday streamer to key in on this weekend is tampa at columbus i have a feeling we're all going to be looking at this tampa side of things um yanni gord up to 63 percent owned in yahoo so maybe go for him he's tri-eligible he's on power play too uh but then there's guys like blake coleman who's got a, a handful of points handful of hits in the last little bit and ross colton who you know down to three goals things have been slowing down for him um what do you guys think about somebody like Alex Barry Boulay? Line one, power play one, hasn't done a thing with. I it was going to say, and and what thought, exactly has I happened? I thought so he far. had a. Uh, I thought he had an assist. Did not, but maybe not. But he is still on that first line. That's a risky one. I'm I'm not doing know. it. Not not in the playoffs. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I am sorry. No can do, friend. Sorelli, Anthony Sorelli's thirty five percent owned. Has eleven hits in his last seven. Only one point. Only five shots. Man, things really drop off a cliff after, like, Sergachev here. I mean, Klorn, 
He's 29% owned. Nine pims, four points in his last seven with 14 shots. He's somebody worth looking at. Yeah, what else do you guys think? Anything? Yeah, wait until Kaloran gets uh, fined or even suspended a game. Yeah, they are a crunchy team. Well, I mean, that's all I got for uh, for the weekend preview here. If you guys got anything else worth adding. Covered uh, most of the stuff. I mean, I did have... Actually, you know what? I did want to... I met uh, met one of our, our listeners today, and uh, he oh, had on. a question I, I want to ask you. It was actually a pretty pretty solid question. Should you hold on to Grubauer or drop Grubauer for either Holtby or Ottinger in the playoffs for the rest of this week? Yikes. Uh, rest of the week... So it sounds like he's fighting for this week. I was going to say, if you're pretty comfortable this week, yeah. you can hold on. But uh, Our guy Ben Young, he was, um, yeah, he's in that kind of tough spot where he's got a great goalie. And you know, as soon as Colorado's playing, Grubauer's going to be playing well. But yeah, would you drop him? I'd look at somebody like uh, Jake Allen even here. But if stuck between those two players, it would probably be Ottinger for me. Still looking at another Detroit game the rest of this week. But uh, I don't know. Holby, I feel like he's catfishing me these yeah. good games here i don't buy it what about you zach um i i find it hard to believe that the vancouver canucks are going to pe- keep being able to do this i mean don't you <clears throat> Raj, yep. let's be honest uh i i even said earlier in the week that hey we've seen them come back well from time off but they're going to be getting to a point real fucking quick real quick where they're going to be playing a lot of games in a small amount of time and I mean a lot of games in a small amount of time. So maybe for the rest of this week, but that that is that's even worrisome right there. I mean, let's think. Uh, uh, I mean, they do have Ottawa the next the next two games. Well, actually, they played. Uh, no, they play Thursday night and Saturday night. Correct. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Think so. Yeah. Everything's been. I think so. And they play there. against Ottawa, so you know that Holtby's going to get one or both of those games, uh, depending on how uh, how Demko is doing. Um, but if they're gonna if they're gonna play and beat anybody, it might as well be Ottawa. So it makes it picking either of them up a little more, you know, viable. Uh, you know yeah, that's what? Not a bad point. They do have four straight against Ottawa right now, now that the Calgary game's postponed. That's almost as good as four straight against Detroit. In that case, I might say to go for Holtby. I've been the one saying avoid Holtby. That was another guy that Woodley is really high on. He's really high on Holtby. Saying oh, that, my like, gosh. He called this out at the start of the year, actually, um, that Holtby would suck for a while because he's going to, Ian Clark's going to teach him some new things. He'll suck, and then he'll turn it around but i don't know how much i buy that outside of being a humongous canucks fan but i i'd go with holtby i think if you need somebody right away uh, i think either you know i didn't know they were playing ottawa four times so i think both are pretty solid uh personally i lean ottinger just because i don't trust holtby but um that's me that's it. That's Curtains, man. So you guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You guys can join the Fantasy Hockey Discord if you want to get in touch with us. And until the week preview on Saturday night, we will uh, we'll catch you guys later. Love yous. Love yous. Love yous.